Hey, everybody. Before we start the show, uh, just a quick disclaimer. Uh, Catherine and I had a very limited window in which to record this episode uh, in order to uh, get it out on time. And uh, unbeknownst to us, uh, one of our neighbors was having flooring installed in our building. And so uh, in the background, there may be an inordinate amount of hammering and power saws and uh, workers yelling at each other <laughs> uh, in the back. Uh, but we appreciate your uh, your patience. And uh, I think, you know, the episode turned out great anyway. But uh, there may be a little more of that in the background than usual. So uh, thanks very much and enjoy. Welcome to another highly suggestible episode of We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I have yeah. lost over 120 pounds and kept it off for uh, over five years. Yeah. Uh, I am a Tiny Habit Certified Coach, a Thrive Global Certified Coach. Mm -hmm. And with me today is my cohabitant. <laughs> Donald Weigel. And I cohabitate on this podcast as one of the co-hosts, the cohabitating co-host. Uh, I have lost about 100 pounds. I've kept it off for, uh, I don't know, five years. Coming up on six years. Pretty close to six yeah. years. Yeah, getting there. And uh, I am here to talk about it. And uh, we we cohabitate. Uh, and we're actually also married. We for, are. For uh, how many years? Over twenty-five. Over twenty-five. How many happy I years? I blew the joke. Oh, no. I blew the joke. We've no, been let's... married <laughs> twenty. <laughs> twenty-two happy years. 20... Twenty over twenty-five total. Zing. But twenty-two of them. It were still happy. worked, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, well, I was going to say, like, well, how many of them were happy? Yeah. Uh, about twenty two. About twenty. If you average it, it's if twenty. You, if you pull out like there there weren't there weren't three straight unhappy years. It was more like if you take each unhappy day and <laughs> string it together. Yeah, we keep I, I saw something the other day that was about uh like we're on the same or what was it? It was like we're on the same team, so why are you keeping score? Yeah. Like Ooh, which is yeah. which is true because yeah, no, that's deep. No, I was thinking about how uh, many times um, I had annoyed you. And I was like, well, if he really loves me, he wouldn't keep score. <laughs> Not even one. Not even one time. Not even one time. No, uh, you've never annoyed me ever. Um, I, uh, you know, the secret to our successful marriage. Oh, is that, I, I'm looking forward to hearing is what that this is. We have a color coded calendar. So at the end of the day, <laughs> we, when a day is not happy, <laughs> we mark it as, and then we go back at the end of the year and we look at all the unhappy tally. days and tally whose fault it was. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So well, how you do have a an annoy. Uh, no, I'm trying to rephrase this. I have an annoying. Just say it. Just say you, I'm. You annoying. have a habit. Yeah. Of recollection. Yeah. Of like, I think in generalities, and you're like, well, specifically, my uh, type, my <laughs> what, my court stenographer that I have says that you actually said this. And, yeah. But I'm more about the like. 
the not the letter of the law, but like the general like feeling of the law. You know what's really funny? You say that, but then you're like you're the same person who's like uh, my second grade teacher's middle name oh was Alice, and her favorite color was chartreuse, and she loved on Tuesday mornings at nine a.m. And you like remember all those okay. details from second grade, but. Inconsequential, and her name was Mrs. Nissen. Uh, but <laughs> it's in, and she was a carrot for Halloween, which was great. Yeah, that's, that's inconsequential. I to don't, our... I have no memory of having gone to second grade <laughs> <laughs> at this but, point. But for me, inconsequential details are where I excel. Yeah, but for you, you're more like, well, you literally said you would be ready in 10 minutes, yeah, and that was 20 minutes ago. And I, I will say yes, I said that. But what I meant in, I speak in generalities. Yeah. Like, tw- like, what is ten minutes? Like, no, it's kind I've, of a I've human kind of, construct. I, I have kind of learned that though over the years. I know, but yeah. I also admitted the other day that I did something that was totally I, not. I forget. It was this podcast just us like complaining about each other. <laughs> <laughs> was that what the point of it was? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay, so uh, we've been married many years, and they're they're very happy, and I yeah, think that all happy. all happy years. And uh, but unfortunately, and this is not actually a joke, uh, when we got to year seven, yeah, we we heard it, we didn't see the movie on our seventh anniversary. Like that wasn't the right. gift that we had. No, but but I've been hearing about the movie, the seven year itch, and I've heard about the seven year itch my whole life. So like it it kind of became a joke yeah. as we were. It wasn't a joke, but we made it a joke as we were approaching our seventh anniversary. Like, hey, I think I'm getting itchy. <laughs> Yeah, and there's no itching powder for uh, for the yeah. seven-year itch. But you hear things like, oh, well, you know, the first seven years of marriage are pretty good, and yeah. then it falls apart. Uh, you actually had a uh, – Yeah, no, I had a boss uh, uh, way back in the 90s. Uh, one of the best things anyone's ever said to me was uh, he was coming up on his, like, 25th or 30th anniversary. I, yeah. I can't remember which one it was, but it was one of the big ones, and – uh, and somebody asked him, uh, you know, how how was being married for 25 years? And he said, well, the first 10 years weren't so bad. And he kind of got this far away resigned <laughs> yeah. look of like, well, I'm in it now. Like It it's, was amazing. What I, I was only about like 25 years old when I heard this. Wasn't it, it was like the sunk great. cost fallacy of like, well, in yeah. for a penny, in for yeah. a dime. I've already, or... put in, I've already put in this many years. I may as well keep going. But when you get to those parts, and I promise we're making a point, yeah, it takes no, us a minute. Eventually, we will get there. It it's takes a health, minute. fitness, weight loss, uh, getting there, getting it done, yeah. Chopin, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> we're just saying the words yeah. that we've said in the past. But like I had a – there was a relationship that was uh, – that, that seemed like a long-term marriage to me when I was just a teen. Yeah. They had been married for 17 years. Yeah. And then they got divorced. Yeah. And I was like, well, if we can make it to 17, yeah. then that's like proof that we that we've can... really done it. Like nothing can go wrong after but, you're you're 17. But you get yourself psyched out. Like, well, you know, things are hard right now, but can I actually make it to 17? And I okay, we're there are many metaphors, so just just buckle up and and hear it. When you hear about children, and then you hear about like you you have you heard of children? <laughs> I I have heard of children. Yes. Well, have you heard of the terrible I, twos? <laughs> I hope never to meet one. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
there was actually Kristen Schaal was interviewed. She does a lot of like voices. Yeah. She was interviewed about a book that she did, and she has a very high childlike voice. Right. And the interviewer said, "Well, um, is it weird talking to children with your voice?" And she said, "I don't talk to children." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I really yeah, like. Yeah. But like you hear about terrible twos. Did the terrible twos exist? before people heard about the terrible twos. Right, right. Like and in the seven year itch, and you had a you found a very fun fact about the actual uh the movie, The Seven Year Itch. Yeah, like you? the the seven year itch, just like uh, you know, the movie Gaslight uh kind of coined the term gaslighting and you know we got the we got the term jump the shark from happy days. Which the, is a great thing to have happened in the history. seven year itch didn't exist before the movie The Seven Year Itch. Like it actually came from the movie. And there there's no like particular evidence that there's anything special in a marriage about seven years. But in the movie, the the protagonist, if we can call him that <laughs> I don't think he calls himself that. Uh, um, he he's reading a manuscript. Uh, well, two things happen. One is he meets Marilyn Monroe and which, becomes yeah. infatuated with her. Which you know, I mean, she's <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. What's what else is going to happen? Um, and two, uh, he's reading a manuscript uh, written by a psychiatrist who claims that all men cheat in their seventh year of marriage, which is exactly how long he's been married. <laughs> so it it becomes this like chicken or egg thing, like and. He basically, you know, starts to uh, figure out how he's going to cheat on his wife with Marilyn Monroe. If it's going to happen anyway, you might as well. Because he's been married seven years and like, so yeah, I guess he better cheat because uh, all men do it. Right. So it's sort of that that, that self-fulfilling prophecy. When you hear a statistic, you suddenly look for evidence that that is true. And in like, it all works out. We saw the movie. It's fine. It works out. But he he resists Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And it's fine. So there's this idea of sort of inception. What comes first? Like Donald said, the chicken or the egg. What comes first, the itch or the movie of the same name? Yeah. Like, and like because of the movie, the term, the seven-year itch has, has be, you know, it's still now. The movie was uh, 1955. Still now in 2023, like people use it to describe like a restless, dissatisfied feeling in a relationship. Yeah. Like, and I actually didn't know that that was the situation. Like I grew up because things sort of devolve or I guess you don't know the origin of something. Yeah. I was like – there's actually a Southern New Rich. And like it is on WebMD and it happens. And then I just found out like 10 minutes before we started recording that it's actually just something that came up in a movie. Like, and I thought, like, I actually thought, like, well, it's just, it's what happens. Like, we've all been told that's the seven year itch. It happens. And just like that, we grow up with ideas based on our experience of like, whether it is your nationality or your sort of family situation, like nobody in our family is good with money, honey, honey, honey. Yeah. Like, like, oh well, you know, fidelity just is impossible, possible, possible. Well, you know how you know how people from our country are. Oh like, my gosh. We can't we can't have a meal without sour cream. Yeah, like, or pierogies, ogies, ogies. I'm just yeah. gonna like keep echoing. Things. Yeah, no, the echo effect is great. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Donald's like, I'm really going to enjoy editing this episode. Speaking of editing this episode. Yeah, I uh, I think we need to say something. There is unexpected work <laughs> happening in our building. And there's there are there are workers here and there's pounding and <laughs> shuffling. And 
basically this is like when this is the time we have to record this podcast. <laughs> if we don't do it now, it's not happening. So I apologize, but there may be uh, even more like world noise banging <laughs> in the background than usual. Like, yeah, like our, comical. I, yeah. I know. I know. We sometimes construction have, have like you know construction noises and helicopters and things in the background because we're we're just uh, we're not in a soundproof yeah, recording studio. Yeah, there are studio, literally but, men at work right now. So yeah. uh, so thank you for your patience. But like okay, so <clears throat> we've gotten that out of our systems. Yes. But there are so many times when we believe that. That something is going to be true because of a statistic that we hear. And this falls into weight loss. There, I got to yeah. it. There's so much more to say. But there are so many studies that show that diets fail. Yeah. We hear it all the time, either when someone is trying to sell you one of those like I, don't, I can't remember all of the, the trick or neats that we did of, yeah. like, the, the hobby horse that also burns fat somehow and whatever of, like, are you tired of diets? That don't, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. But we hear that diets don't work. And I grew up hearing that, and many of them don't work because they are gimmicks. And we, like, we have said this before, we do not consider ourselves on diets. What we do hear are that people don't keep weight off. And I know you had found some statistics on that, I think, or like... Yeah, it it's, you know, uh, there have been studies done that show that more than half of all weight loss in diets is regained within two years. And by year five, more than 80% of all weight loss is gained. And then there's another set of studies quoted by UCLA that found that in less than two years, 23% of people gain more weight than they lost. And then more than two years after dieting, 83% gain more than they lost. (laughs) I know. And you hear swimming upstream. I know. And I almost don't even want to read those on our podcast. Um, because uh, you know, hearing that sort of thing can be really discouraging. You hear, well, if eighty-three percent of people can't do it, like why should I be able to do it? And the difference is that those people go on diets. They yeah. go on temporary plans, which they then stop being on because yeah. eventually, like they're restricting. If you say to yourself, "I'm not going to eat white foods," and that's going to be my method of of losing weight. And you think you're okay with that. And then suddenly you realize like, oh, wait, I actually like having pasta at this particular occasion. Or my mother makes her her cheesecake, which is white, and I can't eat that. And then, you know, eventually you realize that, that you know, that's just not a su- sustainable plan. Yeah. Well, and I think too, and I was literally imagining like, what if I put food coloring in it and then I can eat it? <laughs> You're, <laughs> you're working on the loopholes. But like when you hear things like 50% of marriages end in divorce, does it portend like a self-fulfilling prophecy about like, well, I'm just going to be a statistic. So why should I bother like not cheating on Donald if it's going to happen anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I can give you some reasons not to. But if this diet is going to fail, I'm just going to be a statistic anyway, so why bother? And I think that, and in all of this, uh, the reason that this all sort of came up is because I am literally in my seventh year of this journey venture, yes. everyone. Well, and also me, for that matter. Well, fine. Make it about you. Yeah. 
<laughs> we, we both started at roughly the same time, you slightly before me. Right. So being in- But when you think about it, our journey started at birth. <laughs> oh, if we really tear it apart. Yeah. But I actually thought about, before I knew that it was all based on a movie yeah. uh, of the same name, <laughs> an eponymous yeah. movie, of like, okay, I've been doing this since 2016. That first year, that was like- the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Just like in marriage. It was like, oh my gosh, this is actually working. I'm I feel super committed to this. This is all new and exciting. Yeah, there there's a well-documented honeymoon phase in relationships. Um you know, that it has been uh studied by psychologists, psychiatrists, um and it, it is characterized as a high uh, – as a, a period where you have high relationship satisfaction at the beginning. And it's about couples basking in their mutual infatuation or joy or even relief um, at meeting the social expectation of marriage um, and or they have rosy illusions of what marriage and their life together with their partner might be like. And it is a wonderful feeling. It is a wonderful feeling. Remember when we had that mutual infatuation? I do. It's <laughs> been so, so long ago, I can barely remember it. But. <laughs> Those rose-colored glasses. Yeah. No, but like a lot of people get into a new plan even, and this is, see, it's all about weight loss. You get into a new plan because it's like, oh, it's new and exciting and it's proven and it's shiny and I just got all the new materials and the new watch and the new trappings. Yeah. And that's like, oh, well, you know, you, you know, you get things on the registry and you're getting the magazine and it's all the razzle dazzle. And then guess what? The razzle dazzle disappears, Donald. And, and even if you do it how what Catherine and I would call the right way, where you're you know, you're adding sustainable habits to your life one at a time, you're making your health and fitness a priority, and you're doing it in a way that is sustainable. Um, even if you do that, you may experience some really great results early, but eventually those results slow down, and you get to a point where you're you know maintaining your weight. And it can just sort of feel like, oh, well, those big highs of like losing the weight and seeing those big whooshes on the scale go away and having people like tell you, oh, my goodness, how great you look. Like it just becomes just how you are yeah. now. And and that honeymoon phase can go away. Right. So for the first year and, the, the you know, getting back to me and Donald is welcome to share as well. I'm, yeah. I'm keeping the, the conch. Of- thank, thank you. Open to you. You open conches, I guess. Yeah, while we're recording this podcast, we pass a conch shell back and forth. And whoever's whoever's holding it gets to make the next point. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we make it very complicated. I liked your on conch shell sound. That was really that, like, good. Oh my god, really no, work. no, that's not good on a podcast. No, that didn't. No. Okay. So in the honeymoon phase of a new plan. It feels exciting and new and full of promise. You get all of the trappings. You see some success. Then that is super great. In I think we started the podcast, what, like two years into the weight loss journey venture? Yeah. I mean, I had basically just hit my goal yeah. weight. Like pretty much just hit it when we started doing this podcast. Can you imagine taking marriage advice from someone who had been married for two years? <laughs> for two years, <laughs> oh right. Gosh. I know. If you think about 
I know. I know. Be like, so, oh, you're 24 and you want to tell me how a successful marriage goes? Right. We have Oh, yeah. We have, we have been married for two whole years. We know all <laughs> of the like tricks. That's like a community yeah. college degree in marriage, right. basically. But oh, my anyway. God. That's so well put. <laughs> a community college degree. Okay. So – uh, we have a lot of chutzpah. I'm going to say it. We have, we have, we have some some nerve there. Yeah, so for sure. Going into weight loss, into like the four, like the four and five year point, that's when a lot of marriages fall apart. Yeah, and we've pushed past that. So I'm actually very proud of us for getting past that in the weight loss. Side. Yeah, I just want to uh, like hammer that home for a second. So the seven year itch is not even actually real like like there's a there is a big spike in divorces around year four or five and uh and then people who get past year seven actually there is a like pretty big drop like if you make it past year seven but that's good um but between years four uh four and five is when the spike usually happens and just like he wants to hammer the point home our neighbors want to hammer in their new flooring which is also happening which is happening right now in the background so Catherine donald what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> what people want to say. Here's the answer to that question. I don't know. So, Catherine, can you please help me out with this? I will help you out with Thank this. Thank you. So, for me and for our dear listeners who are listening right now, we hear all of these stories about statistics on weight loss or or like the, you know, if I can just get past X, then it will be easy. If I can just stick to this habit for 30 days, if you can stick past the terrible twos, right. then you, like having a baby won't be a bad idea. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't worry about the teen years. Yeah, no. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's the terrible twos if, that If you are haven't the gotten there, don't worry about the teen years. Yeah, exactly. Years. But we become like what we believe. We go in a direction or, you know, like the, our success rate depends on the messages that we listen to and the investments that we make. Yeah. If we hear that and believe that 50% of marriages end in divorce, where you decide to invest your energy matters. If you give into that and say, well, I might as well start doing things to sabotage because it's going to happen anyway. Right. Or diets fail anyway, so I might as well give up because there's no point. We become like what we do. And we are asking you at whatever stage you are in your weight loss journey venture is to make the active choice to invest in the future of your weight loss and your weight maintenance. Quite frankly, in the like the honeymoon phase of weight loss, it feels exciting. It feels razzle dazzle. You're yeah. getting the accolades. But deeper into that investment, once the shine has worn off, like someone actually the other day said that they were really bored of tracking. Like I'm so tired of tracking. It is super boring, and I just don't want to do it right now. I get that. I get wanting, like, where's the, like, excitement and the razzle? Like, they should make it more like Las Vegas, where you right. get, like, bing, 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 bing. Every, like, every time you track, you have a chance at winning a jackpot on a slot machine, yeah. Exactly. Those long-term investments in weight loss 
are it's really hard to keep that shine up on it. Well, and unfortunately, there are just some things that you you have to do, whether they're boring or not. Like you could be like, oh, I'm just so like paying my electric bill is so boring. I just don't want to do it. Right. And, you know, but you have to do it. <laughs> you have to figure out a way to make it interesting enough to keep going or your electricity gets shut off. Well, and I think as as part of this and as I'm going in to like year eight of investing in my health and Donald as well, is when we look to weight loss as our sole like source of joy and entertainment. Yeah. We're in dangerous territory. And I think at first, like, and we've done an episode called The Hedonic Treadmill about that, like, when you feel a high, like getting on the scale for the first time and seeing that lower number, right. we get a dopamine hit. We get an excitement, that first kiss feeling of like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But then guess what? That becomes the new normal. And then we look for new highs and new ways to find excitement. And if we look to new excitement in, say, a sandwich that will release dopamine hits, we are going to find ourselves back, like if we look for the Marilyn Monroe of sandwiches, yes. to like just prove that, like, okay, well, oh, man, it's I'm gonna... imagining that sandwich right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the problem. Yeah, but like, if we look for love in the wrong places instead of within, we're going to be in big trouble. That's what we're saying. Yeah, and you know, I going back half a point um you sent me you Catherine Weigel sent me an article uh earlier today even about the power of suggestion and about how what we expect influences our behavior and one of the points from the article um you know that uh, psychologists have studied once we anticipate a specific outcome will occur our subsequent thoughts and behaviors will actually help to bring that outcome to fruition. Yeah. So it a lot of of what you believe about what is going to happen, you make happen once you believe that that is going to happen. So if you believe that you can maintain your weight for a long time, you're more likely to do it than if you really believe, well, there's no point in doing this I because it's not going to last anyway. Yeah, exactly. So if you're feeling like you're out of that honeymoon phase of your weight loss journey venture, we have some things to share with you to hopefully help you push past that. And the first thing to really consider uh, is sort of those warning signs, those telltale signs that you might be lo losing a little bit of that loving feeling. Yeah. And just like with relationships, being easily irritated by your plan is sort of a sign that maybe things aren't going well. Right. If you're like super annoyed that, say, mayonnaise has calories. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like if you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've got to put new batteries in the scale. Like, oh my gosh, like sports bras, that's just like 
you know, brought on by the man to whatever. Like, okay, it has nothing to do with a man. It's gravity. It's fine. Yeah. But like, or or like, if you're just absolutely dreading whatever form of exercise was was you know enjoyable to you just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Well, and that thing too about like loss of motivation. You stop doing fun things together. Like, oh my gosh, if I've got to go to Zumba, like, oh my gosh, right. like ten dollars a month for my gym membership. That's too much. If you're feeling all of that resentment, that's a sign that the like things are not going well for you last week we did the swat it like it's hot swat it like it's hot episode sorry that didn't work i don't i'm not a rapper by by trade no 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 it's just uh it's just a really strong hobby for yeah you. no it's, yeah. it's a, an amateur is there an amateur rap rapper yeah amateur rapper exactly. okay but like if you look in that weakness or where you're wavering, if those are really big red flag, like things aren't going well, buddy, like that might be a sign that it's time to kind of step back and assess where you are. If you're really in that danger zone area, it's a time to reevaluate. And um, I read one article that had three different suggestions about sort of how to once you notice that things are going uh, south, I guess is that's the direction. That, see, sure, yes. Anything that goes southerly <laughs> is a bad thing. Yeah. See, I know. I'm the wicked witch of the west. Directions are bad. Now, now you make me want to look up the origin of that expression. But of I, uh, things going south. Of things going south. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the first thing to do is have emotional awareness. Isn't that annoying when you first get married? When you first join a plan? I didn't know I had to have emotions about all this. Yeah. Were you just saying you were listening? To I, yeah. Like look, I'm listening to an audiobook called The Healthy Mind Toolkit by Alice Boyce. We've actually done uh, some episodes on self-sabotage based on uh, some of her writing. And it, you know, look, I'm almost 54 years old. It has never occurred to me until listening to this book that regulating your emotions was a skill that one could practice and learn how to do. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, can't I just avoid that? Can't I just have the good times, like the montage of the fun things? Yeah, and so now that's something uh, something that I intend to work on. Right, so the, the first thing to do is recognize feelings before they advance and develop. If you're noticing that slippery slope of habits that are negative sneaking back in, like for me recently, emotional eating has been coming back in. When I think I've mastered something or like, oh my gosh, I don't do that anymore. Suddenly it starts sneaking back in like, oh, well, just this once. I just don't want to yeah, deal with my sure. emotions. When you notice things like that happening, starting it before it becomes a ritualized habit is really important. So paying attention to those... <laughs> For me, it's hearing power saws and <laughs> and hammering in the background that causes me to want to emotionally eat. Yeah. So being really honest with yourself, it like I know for me recently because I literally just did a SWOT analysis on myself last night. Seeing those like the stacking up of those like oh that's not really a great thing. Yeah. Like, I thought you were an inspirationation. So <laughs> so the first thing is emotional awareness. Okay, and then the second part of this is to engage in some self-reflection. And that is, you know, look at yourself, figure out what feels out of balance or unstable. Right. So for that, that really like, where am I pushing too hard? 
what am I at, like, what am I saying I care about right now, but I'm not actually putting in the effort. A lot of times, like, you know, even in parenting, it's like, well, you know, I really care about my kid and their happiness. Well, what are you doing to support that? Like you say that you want to go to the gym, you say you want to be fit. And I'm like, literally, literally figuratively looking in emotional mirror right now. Literally, and then Don's like, "You are not looking in a mirror right now." No, you are. No, no, not. I'm looking at the reflection in your eyes. That's right. But like, when you notice that your actions are not in alignment with what you say is important to you, it's you know, like, and I'm look, and I'm literally living my life right now and trying to get past the seven years. But like, okay, so where are you asking too much of yourself right now? How could you make it easier to do the things that you say you want to do? One of the examples was like, if you're not actually get like going to the gym, why? How could you make that easier? Is the gym the right fit for you right now? Or is doing home workouts important to you? We just had the time change. Hey, man, maybe go out for an early morning walk to enjoy the leaves and the sunshine if you need yeah. to kind of get back to the basics on your health goals. Hey, if eating feels out of control right now and you're like being bored by your weighing and measuring of foods, like if that's not the hedonic thrill that it was in the beginning, yeah. where else might you find some excitement in the world rather than looking for your excitement on like literally on the food scale? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, trying to to really uh, look at the whole situation and figure out what is something you can get yourself to do right now? What are things you can get yourself to do occasionally? And then what are behaviors you're just not going to do because they fill you with dread and, and, you know, prioritizing those things um, is, is really also a, a really helpful way to get through this. Well, and part of it too, is that, what messages are you looking for? What signs are you looking for? Like, am I am I telling myself, well, weight loss is, you know, it's inevitable that I'm just going to gain weight again. Leaning back into those opportunities for support, like listening to podcasts that are inspiring, finding new people to be inspired by. I actually just found, I, I took a screenshot because I've already forgotten her name. Uh, there was another woman who focused on agility and mobility uh, on Instagram in, in dotage. She didn't say dotage, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the dotage diva yeah. and I'm here to tell oh you. Oh <laughs> my goodness, the dotage diva. <laughs> I am that's your that's your solo podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I Heck. want no part of that. Heck no. But like, okay, I am not feeling inspired right now. Like I I started listening to a Stephen King audiobook last night and it started with this like miserable, awful thing. And I was like, ah, this is not the vibe I need right now. I need like punk rock music. I need like up tempo yeah. intensity because I really want to like re-engage and recommit to my health goals. So for you. Where do you need that extra boost of commitment back into your goals? How can you make it easy for yourself to reinvest? Like, 
quite frankly, in the maintenance part of weight loss, it's just like you said, showing up every day and, oh, look, I've maintained my weight for a year. Like that is not where the excitement comes from. Finding new challenges, extracurricular challenges, looking for new ways to get those dopamine hits if it's not coming from the scale, challenging yourself to level up your fitness, doing a 5K, improving your time, taking a class, getting an advanced degree, like doing something in leadership, helping other people. You can get additional dopamine hits there instead of trying to self-sabotage yourself by gaining weight. And then guess what? If you gain weight, then you get to try to lose it again, which then makes it exciting. And then you're doing that like sabotage leads to something to do with my time. So. Yeah, it's not exciting to me at all to have to try and <laughs> well, <laughs> lose weight again. And I actually thought about this morning, about it this morning, like the weight that I am right now, seven years ago, I would have killed to be the weight that I am no, right now. No, I know. It's, it, I, almost, I almost said earlier, you know, there's a point where you, you know, you might go past, I'm not going to say number, but you you go past a certain number on your way down and it's this like thrilling high and then you you edge towards that number on the way up and it's yeah. it's you know feels awful and terrible and and you know it, it really you know one person hitting a particular weight can be a thrill while another person hitting yeah. that weight can feel really bad to them yeah one person's dream weight is another person's scream weight <laughs> i actually said that like five six years ago and you just said it again and i just said it again <laughs> yeah. and that was like the cringy taking wedding or marriage advice from someone who's been married for two years but the like the end point of this and sort of the the final point of the three is recommitting to your why, sort of having a recommitment ceremony. Just like some married couples do for some reason. After five <laughs> years of marriage, I, recommitting. I don't, I don't know. Other people, if they want to do it, fine. But the idea of like holding another wedding, it sounds terrible Oh my to gosh. Me. The first like one was so bad enough. Work. Some people think the wedding is the highlight of their lives. Yeah. I think you got to you gotta really downplay it so everything else just seems awesome. No, I guess if you're an introvert who doesn't like talking <laughs> Like people, us. <laughs> having, having another wedding would probably sound terrible. Exactly. But that, like, getting back, the, the, the final point of this is recommitting doesn't just mean showing up and saying, like, yeah, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. Like, okay, well, we've made it this long. Like, right. it'd be a hassle to divorce. Like, it's not about that, like, doubling down just because like, well, what else am I going to do? It's too expensive to like live separately. Recommitting to your health goals is about recommitting to your why. And I know that this might sound cheesy because sometimes the why is like, because I want to wear the jeans that I want to wear. Right. Like sometimes it feels like maybe that's too shallow or not a deep enough why. But in all of this, as we are aging, we are committing and recommitting every single day to our actual bodies, the vessels that we have been assigned at birth that like they need to last. Like I, our, my grandmothers are actually your, your grandmothers as well. All lived until their nineties. Yeah. I might be at the halfway point of my life right now and recommitting to like, this is my body. This is my life. These like, I need to be able to, 
sustain my mobility, sustain all of the body parts that work together to get me through to do the things I want to do in life. And and it can just be simple things like I don't want to have to rely on somebody else to carry my groceries from the car like when I'm older or I just I really want to, you know, be able to enjoy my retirement or some may call it dotage Dotage. (laughs) um, for, uh, you know, and and not just be stuck at home because I'm not mobile enough to to go anywhere. Right. And knowing that, you know, some people see it as, oh, and th- that's another thing that like that middle age, what is the thing that the middle age guys get? The, the, uh, the midlife crisis. Midlife yeah. crisis. I'm going to have a midlife crisis. I might as well. I'm, I'm just doing what my body is telling me. I've been me having one of those since my 20s. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on where the mid part is. But like really saying to yourself, this is my life this is my body. I matter and my mobility, my like my ability to not only be mobile, but to thrive in the second half, like the, the second part of this really does matter. I'm not like people are like, oh, well, you're old timer at 50. Like I actually listened to an audiobook where the 50 year old talk like, yeah. oh, well, it's time <laughs> to get the groceries. Like, yeah. I want to thrive. I'm not going to buy into the like, well, the best years are behind me and now it's just time to like wither and whatever. Like I want to thrive in the next phase of my journey venture. I'm on year seven. Donald's on year seven. And there are no guarantees in this. But what we show up with every day, the intention that we show up with, the passion that we show up with, and what we actually bring to the table instead of just deciding to be statistics is really going to matter. And it matters to us and it matters to you too. We are in the final, you know, two months of 2023. And wherever we are, if we've gained weight in the last year, if we're just maintaining like I am for the last year, if we are still showing up every day and committing to actually participating, committing to our goals, knowing that is our responsibility to invest in ourselves day by day. We've talked about it before. I want to show up investing in myself, investing in the relationship with my body, investing in our marriage. It all matters. Just showing up and like going like, okay, well, I I showed up to class today. I showed up to marriage. Like I showed up to weight loss. Like I took out my scale, like, and I'm not losing. Like have you been secretly watching me? (laughs) But it matters. And showing up with a passion for yourself and investing in yourself matters. There is an opportunity every day to either show up as the like the statistic or show up as the person who is the outlier, who is going to make a difference and is going to fall outside those seven year Marilyn Monroe itches, uh, which <laughs> is the was the working title. Right. Of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> how can I get in a movie with Marilyn Monroe? Right. In what circumstance would she want to date me? I don't know. But show up for yourself. Be emotionally aware. Look for those warning signs. Make sure that you're re-upping your commitment to yourself. And if we can do it, which in seven years, we'll do another episode called the 14-year itch. Yeah. Make sure you're showing up for yourself because we're showing up and we believe in you. 
We certainly do. And uh, thank you so much for making this a priority, listening to the show. We are really grateful. Uh, thank you for dealing with uh, power tools and hammering. And uh, I don't I hammer time. Don't know how badly it's going to show up on the recording, but it uh, it, it was a thing. Uh, it seems to be a pause in the uh, in the action right now on the flooring. But we're grateful that you uh, that you made it this far. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for listening to all of our episodes. Uh, they are all available uh, wherever you found this podcast. Um, and uh, Or actually, we just mentioned the first few episodes now since yeah. we're over 300. 300 of our most recent episodes. Yes, our most recent 300 episodes are all available wherever you found this one. And all of our episodes, all 305 of them, are available on our website at any time at weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at our website, click on that link for join our support group to find out more about Wolt Place. We Only Look Thin Place is our Facebook-based accountability group for women. We are not a weight loss plan, but we are a place for support, accountability, check-ins. We do Zoom meetings. We've got subgroups for different interests. And it's another way to just stay super invested and show up and remind yourself every day that your weight loss matters and your goals matter. Uh, when it feels boring, we'll make it spice. <laughs> I don't know. That's exactly. not the tagline for the group. It's no, like, no, it should be. I'll make it spicy. <laughs> Old place will make it spicy. <laughs> we will get the wrong type of clientele. Yeah, with no, that, we don't want to say yeah, we don't exactly. want to say spicy. Um, but we have two subscription options: a monthly subscription with a three-day complimentary trial, and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Old Place is right for you. You have to join our OnlyFans for our spicy content. <laughs> Ew. No. <laughs> Uh, Decline. <laughs> but That's you, the wrong kind of uh, We don't have an OnlyFans, but you can interact with us on uh, social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at We Only Look Thin. And you can also find us at We Only Look Thin at gmail.com. If you'd like to send us an episode suggestion, if you would like to uh, send us a compliment, if you have a question for us, uh, you can reach us to We Only Look Thin at gmail.com. Yep. And if you have a couple of extra minutes, head over to Apple Podcast and please leave us a rating and a review. Not only does it let us know that what we're doing matters in your journey venture, but it also helps others find us because of robot overlords and AI technology that uh, that like is like, meh, 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 we only look then. I don't know what robots do or how electricity works. No, that's works. exactly how robot overlords sound. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, it's a little known fact. This episode actually was generated completely by AI. Oh so. no! Maybe it will be the downfall of AI. Yeah, maybe. all the robot whiz sounds, sounds in the background. Exactly. Uh, but really, it it really does help us, and it lets us know that what we're doing after all this time really does matter. And we appreciate it. And another thing that would really help us out is if you just tell somebody about the show, whether it's face to face, whether it's. Uh, over the phone, <laughs> whether <laughs> I was going to say, or cheek to cheek, <laughs> or cheek to cheek, face to face, cheek to cheek. If you're dancing cheek to cheek with someone and it feels appropriate, give our show a shout out at the time. Um, also, if you're on an online group, that uh, would be a dating deal breaker. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, how do you feel about weight loss accountability? <laughs> it's like giving someone a we gym membership. Obviously, as a gift. have yeah. not dated in a long time. No, no, I know nothing about dating anymore. Uh, 
But what I do know about is telling people about our show. If you are in a Facebook group, if you are on a Discord server, if you're on a Reddit group, uh, I frequent the Calories In, Calories Out Reddit group, and uh, I also uh, uh, frequent the... You sicko. I know. (laughs) Get it. The the Lose It... Like you're anywhere, Reddit yeah, no, I get, I get the joke. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, you can, uh, if it would really help us out to give us a shout out uh, in those sorts of situations, uh, we really appreciate it. Is one of the best ways in which the show grows. Yeah, give us a shouty outsy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, 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 we're not doing shouty outsies. <laughs> but, but if. Through power tools and and hammering and a bunch of talk about itching for some reason, <laughs> you've lost the thread of this whole conversation. Just remember that Catherine and I are an, an inspiration. Shoutsy wowsies? No, shoutsy outsies. Shoutsy outsies. Give us a shoutsy outsie. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.